0: Today on the
1: TMZ podcast. Welcome to the TMZ podcast, Derek and Jamie here. Hello. Uh, how you doing, Jamie? I'm okay. All right, it's Thursday. Let's uh, let's jump right in to uh, Mike Pence. Mike Pence hasn't we haven't seen him on the scene in a little while. He was at Georgetown for an event, and he said something extremely interesting when presented with a question about whether he would vote for Donald Trump if he's the 2024 nominee for president. Here, take a listen. Mr. Pence, if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president in 2024, will you vote for him?
2: Well, there might be somebody else I'd prefer more. You know, what I can tell you is I have every confidence that the Republican Party is going to sort out leadership. All my focus has been on the midterm elections, and it'll stay that way for the next 20 days. But after that, we'll be thinking about the future. Ours and the nation's, and uh, I'll keep you posted, okay?
1: So let's lay a little context here. He obviously pauses after he gets the question,
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) and he he gives a little cringy— turned because I think he was waiting for, like, an eruption of applause, and it was just like— It was crickets.
1: (laughs) Because Mike Pence uh, is a very skilled politician in a lot of ways. He's not a particularly funny guy, and so when he gives a laugh line, what he thought was a laugh (laughs) line— In a, in, a, in a crowd that is inclined to, I think, sort of like Mike Pence. And, it's and a, these
2: are younger, this these are college kids. This is out a college. And yeah. it was just silence. A lot
1: of young Republicans out there and just crickets.
2: And I don't know whether that's that maybe no one in the audience took the hint or if they just genuinely were not excited at the thought of him.
1: That's that's interesting. So I, I don't know. Look, colleges are typically quite liberal yeah. uh, institutions. But I but think if you go, go to a go Mike see, Pence yeah, event, it's, it's a young Republicans.
2: But yes. But you're also, I, I feel like he's a big the vice president. Name. Came to my school, I would check it out, regardless of party.
1: So let's break this down. Obviously, the question is presented because the end of uh, Donald Trump's administration was a little rocky for Mike Pence. A lot of people blame Donald Trump for sending the the horde of people into the Capitol to try to hang him. And so that probably doesn't sit well with Mike Pence. So his answer is, you know, uh, I'd prefer we have another nominee. However, there's another reading of this and, and Harvey is Harvey thinks this is potentially plausible, that he's also saying I might vote for a Democrat over him. I don't I, think that's what I Mike Pence not is saying. I get
2: that even a little bit.
1: I know. So I Harvey's so. saying the question is though, if Trump is the nominee, if not who should be the nominee, but if he's the nominee, would you vote for him and to not say yes because I'm a Republican, you're leaving the door open that you may vote for the other option.
2: You know, I don't think that's what he meant um what Harvey said, but thinking about it now, I think he he hates Donald Trump so much, Mike Pence. Yes. I'm talking about. Um, that I think it would not be crazy if he did get behind the other candidate and support them. Yeah,
1: look, I don't think he would ever publicly support a Democrat against Donald Trump. I don't think that would ever happen because Donald Trump uh, and Mike Pence are not friends now. You don't. It's hard to be friends with someone who you think tried to, to have you murdered, mm-hmm. but they're aligned on well, a lot of policy issues. He is not anywhere near where the Democratic Party is right now. So even though they have a personal animus towards each other, I doubt you would ever see Mike Pence sort of at, I
2: disagree. A, at a
1: rally for Democrats. I don't
2: think he'd be at a rally, but I disagree.
1: Really? Yeah. You think he would cast a I vote? Th- he is aligned with Donald Trump on know. all I'm the issues. of
2: The Liz Cheney's, the Dick Cheney's, like, uh, Fair. nothing is crazy. He, As you mentioned, he, he tried to get him murdered. And <laughs> yes. it's funny that you say that he came out in the end, Rocky. Mike Pence, I think, if anything, and that's I'm coming from the other side, who would have thunk? that Mike Pence maybe was a little bit of the good guy. Uh, It's wild because when he
1: first selected Mike Pence, Mike Pence was the symbol of the evil Republican Mm. party of yesterday. Gay
2: conversion therapy. Yes, yes. the
1: sort of uh, old school like really nasty views about gay conversion therapy and all that kind of stuff. But now, next to Trump, it's all context, right? Next to Trump, he looks like kind of a professional politician who wears suits and doesn't misspeak all the time, doesn't say nasty things about disabled people. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a sort of normal politician in in those respects, even if his views are a little are very far right, um, I think he's gonna make a run. I think I take this this comment as I'd prefer someone else is a nod to I'm that someone yes. else. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring and if the Republican Party, we want to save the soul of the Republican Party, go with me. I'm as far right as you can be, but I'm also normal I'm and not human. disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not boorish and we can actually win elections with me going forward. So he'll be an interesting candidate because Vice presidents typically have a good chance of assuming the mantle. Joe Biden was a vice president. You just have a very high, very public profile just sitting next to the president for their administration. You know, Biden sat next to Obama for eight years. So people think, oh, he could do that job. You know, he could just slide over into the next seat. And I think Pence is in that situation as well. He's also tainted by working for what is considered the most sort of disgusting administration but he he managed to keep himself pretty clean yeah. during it right yeah I don't think he was dragged into the muck no. like others who really just dove headfirst into mm-hmm. the the nastiness so it'll be interesting to see I don't think he'll ever vote for a Democrat but it's an interesting sort of thought experiment let's move on to Kanye tell us about Kanye you'll oh, walk us through where we are on anti-semitism and Kanye
2: so welcome to the <laughs> Kanye corner day Two thousand ninety-two. <laughs> um he went on Piers Morgan. Yep. And I think he thought he was going to um, have a different experience. Uh, Piers Morgan loves to stir up things, but he was not having it. He was calling him out on the Death Con 3 and for people at home, I know it's DEFCON 3. If you're not following Kanye, use the term DeathCon 3. That's right. Um, so going DEFCON 3 on Jews. And he was not going to let Kanye off the hook. He was just saying, you know, this is, uh, let's listen.
0: Yeah. Question for you is, do you
1: now regret saying DeathCon 3 day. on Jewish people? Are you sorry you said that? No. no I don't think it matters. You should be. Absolutely not. You should be. Absolutely not. Yeah, but yeah, you should be. Absolutely not. When you insult the Jewish people and say you're going Deathcon three on the Jewish people, that is as racist as anything you say you've been through and any pain that you've experienced. It's the same thing. Racism is racism. So look, um, I, I have I have pretty complicated views on this. I think giving Kanye a voice and a platform to speak these views is problematic. But if you're at all to have someone like that on on a, on a big television show. But if you're going to do it, you got to do what Piers did. And I think Piers and he really helped. He backed him into a corner. He backed him into a corner. He was not kid gloving it, he didn't want a rationalization. He was sort of scolding him, almost like a child having these views. He was saying, you know, this is wrong. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you you know that what you're saying is hateful, is ignorant, is perpetuating sort of tropes and lies about Jewish people that can cause them harm. You know, this is wrong. And he painted him there, even though Kanye said, no, I don't regret it. And he forced Kanye to sort of own these views, mm-hmm. which I think now highlights that this is just this is just gross. Right. I mean, we're past the conversation of whether he's going through a mental health episode because it wasn't a rant on Twitter anymore. This is a now a man who's been pressed on this on several occasions. He was pressed in the street by a photog who said, did you really mean what you said? And he said, why do you think I said it? Tried to sort of like give it context. He was pressed by Piers Morgan and gave it more context. He said, look, I'm sorry for any other people, but these people who wronged me. Yeah, I I, I stand by saying Deathcon. The problem is that's anti-Semitic because he thinks they wronged him because they're Jews. Mm-hmm. And what it perpetuates is, to me, the nastiest stuff you can have about Jews. I would prefer if Kanye said Jewish people have horns. I really would, because then it's absurd. Then it's like sort of so nasty, but like almost, uh, you know, uh, like grotesque and weird. And no one believes that Jewish people have horns. People do believe you're, that Jewish people are conniving you're businessmen. Worried that
2: people can rationalize that he has a point.
1: Yes, that's what I'm worried about. Is it 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 pushes this narrative that is that has followed Jewish people for centuries that they are conniving. Uh, people you can't trust, deceptive money lenders who are grubbing for you and looking to take advantage of you. And people are inclined to believe that. And so when you put that myth out there again from Kanye West and say, look, I'm a victim of of Jewish people doing these kind of things, uh, I think it creates a really problematic situation.
2: Well, it is. And we've talked about this over and over and over. At this point, that we just when someone says something, just believe him. Believe him. He's saying what he says, mm-hmm. and we need to stop convincing ourselves. Well, you don't mean that, right? He right. means it. So now my opinions are changing. I, I get it. Kanye West does not like Jewish people, and now I'm looking at Piers Morgan, and I don't think he's the hero. I'm I'm thinking you knew exactly what you were doing. You're bringing this man on. You're getting clicks. You're getting views. You look like you're a real hero, Piers. Like look at you laying down the law.
1: Right. Enough.
2: Enough. Enough, we got to stop. You think
1: just choke Enough. the oxygen from this, he needs to be sort of ostracized yes. from mainstream thought and not on on and television. And every time shows. we
2: ask him, "Will explain yourself more." Explain yourself more. It's us looking for him to say, "Oh, I didn't mean that. What I meant was." That's not coming. You're right. He has said what he thinks. Let's move on.
1: You're 100% right. We're waiting for him to be taken to task and walk the comments yes. back. And he has shown us time and time again, he's not walking anything back. And as a matter of fact, he says, I'm going to fight fire with fire. Like yes. He feels as though the wrongs done to him justify the rhetoric that he's propounding now. And it's gross. I, I don't know what to say. You're right. We're We've asked like, him now. Clearly yeah. he's
2: confused. He's not confused. No. So let's stop.
1: Yeah, we, we've got it. We've got it on the record. Yes. This is what you're interested saying. Now, I go back to this time and time again. And before we move on from this topic, I do want to know, look, he was in this office and said, slavery, that was a choice. But it was during a, a really erratic episode. And I do think that felt different than what we're yes. hearing now, right? It felt like he was like on one, you know, yes. and sort of saying stuff. And he's like, here's a real deep thought. They chose. Uh-huh. And then, you know, he has walked that back somewhat as well. I don't know how you get back from this to, like, a person who I would ever buy a record from, buy a piece of clothing from. This is hateful, like, really far afield stuff. I don't think we'll see Kanye circle back to the mainstream from this.
2: I haven't thought that in a very long time. Yeah. And I don't know why you would think that today.
1: It, it dawned on me, though. Didn't he come back to the mainstream after the the slavery choice? He,
2: they reigned him back. He, he yeah. didn't transform back into a, a different human being. They, you know, they censored him and Kim and Chris— you know, made sure that you put down your phone, Kanye. Right. Stop tweeting. Right. And now he's just a wild animal on the loose.
1: Oh. It's really disheartening because I do think he's like there are elements of him that are a genius artist. I mean, as 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 a musician, as a fashion designer, as an entrepreneur, there are a lot of good things about Kanye. But it is so clouded now by this stuff that I can't even celebrate the other stuff. It's very strange. You see, I, I can you can separate. compartmentalize. I
2: can listen to Gold Digger and be fine.
1: Yeah, I guess that's right because he was a different person. Yeah. It's it's truly. A, a change in him this was the guy who remember famously when he stood next to mike myers and said george w bush doesn't cla- care and about he, black people he, he was a hero he felt yes. it deeply he's a guy who's like very emotions on the sleeve and it was such a raw moment and it was what people were thinking about the response to katrina and it sort mm-hmm. of was this exaltation of like someone needs to just say it he's not treating the, the people of uh louisiana well during this and he said it and it was like a heroic moment. We're so far from it. Yeah, it's 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 very strange to see someone take such a radical departure from what they were in your mind. Um, it, it, I find it very sad. I'm at this point where like I'm sort of done talking about him, and I'm just at this like sad resignation. Yeah, about acceptance. Kanye. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. I've run the whole gamut. You
2: have.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray Ban, Good American, and Ulta. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
1: All right, let's move on to some, uh, well, <laughs> I don't want to call them fun stories, but <laughs> tell me about this, uh, this Arizona politician. You're from Arizona. Ooh,
2: I am. I uh, spent most of my life there. But I, w- I was not born there. I would like to just <laughs> make that clear. Already up.
1: distancing yourself. Go I ahead. I was born
2: in Los Angeles. Um there is a man, uh Randy Kaufman. Any relation to you, Derek? Kaufman? Old
1: cousin Randy. What's he up to?
2: Okay. Well, not not good things. Not good things. So he was running for Arizona's call co- in Arizona College District's governing board. And he suspended his campaign on Tuesday because he was arrested for masturbating outside of a preschool.
1: Yeah, those when you hear those words put together, Ah. masturbating and preschool in the same sentence, it never ends well, right? Oh, that's not not the sentence you want out there when you're running for office. No, give us give us a few details. What what happened? How did he get caught doing this? Here's the
2: thing: he was out buying rebar, Mm -hmm. and you know those are those metal bars you put under concrete to reinforce it. Yeah. And that can be very stressful. And look, it's
1: always, those shops are always right next to a preschool. You know, you got to buy your rebar where you got to buy your rebar. So
2: this man, uh, Mr. Kaufman. um, (laughs) We'll call him Randy. We'll call him, okay. (laughs) Randy went out, bought his rebar, was so stressed out that he needed to pull over, and he needed to release that stress. Mm. Uh, So he parked across three parking spots. Um, I will give him that it was not directly in front of a school. I, I, nearby. I can believe that it was just a you know, wrong place, wrong time. Wrong
1: place, wrong time. You know, uh, you know, parking across three spots is not the most discreet way to masturbate in your car. I do want to say, like, act like you've been there. If you're going to do this <laughs> impulsive move, I'm not saying I've ever done it or would ever do it, but you draw a lot of attention when you're across three spots. You do. You, you know, draw a
2: lot of attention. Um, also, nobody, nobody called nine one one. Because he was parked so oddly, uh, uh, just a police officer passing by was like, oh, I want to make sure everything's okay. Could be in distress. Could be in distress. Pulled over, you know, might be having a heart attack. Well, he wasn't. He had his pants down, masturbating, too. I like this little tidbit. This shows how Arizona this story is. Um, The police were sure to include that he was watching interracial porn.
1: Right. They made a note of the type.
2: Which in 2022, I believe we just call porn. It's porn. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: just porn. No need to modify it with with the races of the people involved. (laughs) It's a very strange note. It feels very Arizona. Very Arizona. Um, You know, this is a, in all seriousness, this is sad story. It is, I don't want to go too hard that it it is a headline to say he was near a preschool, but this, we're not trying to insinuate that he was necessarily masturbating to the thought of preschoolers. You you can be caught in an unfortunate sort of location when you need to masturbate. Well,
2: and unfortunately they were outside at the time. They were in the playground. So it wasn't just a building, you know, not every building, you know, but unfortunately the kids were outside at the time. Um,
1: It's not good when you have to explain uh, that I was just in the neighborhood for some rebar and happened to like pull over to three (laughs) park across three spots and quickly masturbate in front of a preschool. (laughs) Like it's, it's not something you want to explain to an officer. So. Um, look, I, 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 it could be a one-off situation. I hope it's not sort of indicative of some weirder pathology or I, perversion. I know. I'd say stop running for office. I'd say not only suspend the campaign, I'd say just just move on to sure. construction work and rebar.
2: Yeah, change your name.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Specifically change your last name. Change your yeah. last <laughs> name. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Um, so yeah, a, a very, very strange story, but uh, hopefully that's all it is and it doesn't get any darker than that. But let's move on to our last story, which, you know, I want to I hear your, I'm genuinely curious about your thoughts on this. This is Kylie Jenner talking to her sister about the baby blues.
2: Yes. So she is saying that, you know, she's got saggy tits yeah. and she's got the baby blues, but the saggy tits are not making her sad. Yeah. So she's talking about, uh, she's had her second baby and she said that she cried nonstop. Do her- we know
1: the name of that baby yet?
2: Uh, no, no, don't. It was named Wolf in the beginning, and then she regretted it, and they have yet to release the name.
1: So it's the baby that doesn't have a public name yet. Go I mean, on.
2: to be honest, you really don't call a baby by their name until they're like one. That's you're true. like the, sleeping. That's the baby sleeping, the baby, baby, baby.
1: You're right, you're right.
2: Um, But she said that she's very happy about her body. She said they're saggy, but I feel good, I look good, which yes. is great.
1: She's talking to her supermodel sister, yes. Kendall. Yes. So this is my question is... Is is she convincing herself that like, I'm cool with this, I'm cool. It's totally fine. I like looking the way I look. or is you know, she's also very close with her sister. I assume she could be perfectly honest as well, but is there sort of mental tricks playing? you know, is she is she sort of getting herself to the point of I'm okay with this by saying I'm okay with this? No, I or think, do you genuinely just sort I of embrace think curves it?
2: Curves are her brand. Yeah, and that's okay. Um, no, I absolutely believe. It, and I also think that if, if you're Kylie Jenner, you know that things are fixable
1: that's true <laughs> she's certainly fixed a lot
2: snap back in a few months there's little tweaks we can do
1: there was also I was as I was watching it I don't think of her in this sort of saggy way I look at Kylie Jenner and she's still like a bombshell to me d- d- has there been such a dramatic transformation in no. her body since she's no. had two kids mm-hmm. she's so young and when you have children this young yeah. you had children very young you, you do kind of just like look the same afterwards yeah if you have them later it is harder to bounce back just in general as you get older it's harder to bounce back yes. from weight gain from anything but yeah. when you're in your 20s and early 20s no less she really does look like she just had a couple she babies looks and fine. looks like kylie jenner yes. again to me and
2: when when you had a banging body to begin it, you know she she'll be she'll be just fine but i did think it was nice that she opened up about her postpartum depression a bit yeah she does not use that term because she says that medically in her Google searches, <laughs> um, if it lasts more than six months, then it is postpartum to- depression. If it's less than that, I believe that's what she said. If it's
1: less than that, it's called baby blues. Baby blues. Got it. That's so, the technical term as well. Sure.
2: The um, do so you,
1: is this a real thing? So it is a
2: thing. I've been very lucky. I've never experienced that, but uh, your hormones are wild. They're yeah,
1: what do control. the blues come from? Isn't it a relief to get the baby out? But your
2: hormones are still, everything's readjusting. Everything's God. getting back to normal. Everything's, there's a lot going on. So yeah, having a baby crying in your face at two in the morning is not ideal when you are not <laughs> completely emotionally centered. But you had
1: no baby blues, though. On, of for, course, for I had any- days where I was yeah. like,
2: this is, I'm exhausted. But Tell in- us about your baby blues. <laughs> 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 and then after, I'll tell you which kid I love.
1: The yes, blues. that'll be on next episode. Um, so, um, no, I, I thought this was a pretty real, as real as the real, Kardashians get.
2: But in the same breath where she talks about the baby blues, she starts talking about... Her, you know, postpartum going out and postpartum drinking and taking the pee pee, the private plane. She... So in like the same breath that I was like, I get you, Kylie. I was like, Oh, I don't. Yeah, get I'm you. so
1: down to earth. Let's Kylie. get on the private plane and have some postpartum. Oh. It was a little bit insufferable at the end, but it's such quintessential but Kardashians. But that, if, like, that is
2: her? So that's her her reality. So you're like, right. I can't it's authentic. Even get mad at it. It's yeah, like she does not know any different.
1: They're fabulously wealthy, and she's not going to say otherwise. I mean, that's true. If that's she's her existence. Like, yeah. Post-partum. What is she? road
2: trip oh, okay
1: yeah she's not getting in a minivan she drives a private jet um all right that'll do it for us uh join us uh tomorrow for the last
0: episode of the week Woo. thanks